Hi, my name is Jason Adriani, and welcome to the Blade in Chats, your skating chat based. In this podcast, we are talking with bladers and bladies from all over the world, united by a single passion, blading. Episode 41, Erika Zanetti. So with that being said, um, Erika, she's here, so we can start like the, this blading chat with her. Let's see, let's wait for her to be connected. Right. Yeah. Ciao. How are you doing? Ciao. Really good at home, like everybody else. True, true. Sounds kind of weird, right? To speak in English for both of us. Yes, but you know, this time uh, maybe I'm talking more English than Italian. Actually, with all these Zoom calls that uh, we we're having for uh, for work for the job, so it's good. It's good to practice English anyway. <laughs> Perfect, perfect, awesome. So, how was life so far? Like, uh, how's, how's the quarantine uh, treating you? Everything's fine? Yeah, I'm, I've been, uh, you know, I'm trying to make the best out of it. I'm trying to train or practice in my garage, in my garden, as much as I can. And uh, also I try, you know, at the beginning, everybody was so excited and like, oh, I'm trying new things. Uh, I try to cook something new. I try to, maybe the cooking is not my thing, but uh, I mean, the practicing, find the other way to train. I'm doing some videos, uh, training at home with the skates, uh, without the skates. So it's been interesting. Perfect, perfect. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm basically do the same thing. So yeah, <laughs> luckily we were able to like, do you have like a garage where you can skate as well or not? No, not really. It's not like the big garage with other garage. It's just uh, my garage where I can train inside and okay. uh, do some stuff. Okay. Now, luckily yes. I'm able to have like those, this like, little circuit, like those like a multi-garage thing. So I'm able to, to mm -hmm. skate around and I've built like a box. So yeah, luckily <laughs> I'm able to train a little bit. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So um, with that being said, like um, you're living pretty close to, to Venice. Am I correct or not? Yes, I live in Mirano. That are like... Uh... Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect, perfect. Did you get any chance to go? <laughs> perfect, perfect. Did you get any chance to visit Venice during this quarantine or not at all? Can you hear me? It's me or it's you? 
I don't know, like, I can, I can, I see you, like, kind of blurry, and, like, I can hear your voice, like, after where you were talking, so, kind of a, a, like, there's, like, a little delay or something like that. Let's try to... Okay, okay, perfect. This like Instagram thing, like sometimes. Yeah. No, no, Renard can hear you. What about you? Can you hear me? Okay. Let's do like this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like uh, shut it down and then I go, I'm gonna join you in back, right? Okay. Do I have to shut down or? I'll, I'll do it, I'll do it. Let's see what's going on. Okay, like, let me uh, reconnect with Erica. It must be pretty busy. Like the Instagram, like, thing and whatever, connections and stuff. They're also experimenting, like, new things right now on the live stream. Later, like, I think that, like, we are able to upload this thing on Instagram TV. But yeah, let's see what's going on right now. If we are like have any luck with it. Grande Male. Grande Ale. So let's see if Erica is able. Yo, what up, John? Still waiting for Erica to be connected. Do you guys like uh, see me and hear me well? Is it working fluently? All right, perfect. Erika, she's here. Let's wait for her to be connected. All right. Ciao again. <laughs> perfect. For now, I can see you, hear you perfectly. I don't know what's good. Probably like all the lines like here right now with Instagram, it's the, the, the live stream time probably here in Italy. Probably. So that is why <laughs> we're having like Completely this trouble. Completely Exactly. Probably. So like you were telling me like you you were like born and raised in Mirano, right? Yes, I was telling you that that I've been my whole life in Mirano. Then uh, you asked about uh, Venice. Uh, that uh, yeah, Venice it's completely close, so you can't go there unless you live there. You live there. So it's no chance to see those those dolphins uh, into the canals. <laughs> <laughs> no dolphins. Uh, no, also other animals uh, like. Uh, I don't know how to say the the big uh, uh, like a folpo. Are you saying English? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, what is the name in Italian? Il folpo. Folpo animale. Folpo gigante. But it was pretty weird to see it because the uh, water. Octopus, is, you mean? Yes. Octopus. Oh, really? Damn, that's crazy. So, like, the water is that clear that, like, uh, people are able to see octopus in the in those canals? That's crazy. Exactly. So, wow. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, like, with that being said, like, so you are actually uh, pretty close to, to your work because you are working right now at Rollbit, right? Yes, I'm working uh, with Rollerblade since two years now. It's not really close to my house, but <laughs> it's like uh, almost one hour oh, every wow. day to go there, yes. But it's worth it because uh, it's a really nice environment to work with. And, uh, you know, working for a company that made skates, it's like the dream of every skater. So I was uh, really happy to join them. Great. So, yeah. From what you're saying, it seems like to be like a super proud thing to, to, to skate and work for like one of the main company in the industry, right? Yeah, yes, for sure. Uh, I was uh, really humbled and really, ex I'm, I'm still really excited to work uh, for them because there is a lot to learn and uh, a lot of new things to see, to understand how exactly a skate is made from, uh, from zero to the box uh, to the skate in the in the shop uh, all the all the um, yeah all the thing that uh, involves skating wow that's crazy and like how does it work like for example like uh, the design of a skate like have you ever get involved because like, you're working in marketing and sales right yes uh, i'm i'm doing sales i'm uh, like a uh, assistant for my boss in sales uh, and i do some marketing for italy Mm -hmm. And uh, also, I do some uh, product uh, stuff like uh, testing, uh, like uh, reviews, uh, like trends. Uh, uh, I give uh, all the technical details for um, some skate niche, especially for the speed category, since it's my category. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I like to work uh, with the designer. I'll give you. I'll give her some. Uh, like uh, little details that can that can make the difference uh, for a skate, especially for the speed skates. True, true. Yeah, because like uh, maybe the people don't know here, but like you are, you have like a, a, a th thousands of, of like a trophy on your shoulder. Like you've been like three <laughs> times uh, world champion, twenty-eight times European champion, and like several like millions of time Italian champions, don't you? Yeah, I've been. Uh, my career was pretty long <laughs> since <laughs> I I started skating at uh, nine years old, and I stopped at thirty one. So you see, it's been a long uh, career with a lot of uh, um, achievement. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, actually, my national title, which are fifty four, uh, I think I am like the third Italian ever. So like the first one won a sixty national title. The second, the fifty-eight, and I'm, yeah, I'm uh, I'm there with the win on at nationals. Yes, and then uh, yes, uh, with the world championship, I won uh, uh, one time in junior category and uh, twice in the senior category, mm -hmm. and also yeah, I've a lot of European, uh, and also at uh, I won two times at uh, World Games, so. I win everything I had to win. Perfect. I mean, like, that's the best yes. achievement like, uh, an athlete should, uh, should stand for. So congratulations for all those achievements. Thumbs oh, up. Thank you. <laughs> so, like, for Rollbit, it must be, like, uh, a key point to have you on board because, like, who knows better than you, like, uh, what details could really make the difference on a speed skate than, like, anybody else, right? Yeah, sometimes for sure. Uh, I 
I give the detail that can make the difference between uh, the perfect skate to an average skate, but also all the people who are working for Rollerblade are really focused on the products. Uh, I mean, they've been working for, uh, for the brand for many years, so they know really well uh, how the things work. Uh, especially when you make uh, the production uh, a really big, big production, which is different to make uh, some some pair of skates. The the process uh, is really it's really complicated and uh, and different. No, no, and, and it, it has to be pretty cool to work for a company who, in a way, I mean, like I know it's there's like some tricky part behind it, but like in a way, give the name to the sport. I mean, like. <laughs> That's me. That yes, it's awesome. But uh, it's also like um, there is a true way to see this this thing because uh, uh, everybody calls a skate a rollerblade. It doesn't matter if it's by rollerblade or it's for from other brands. Yeah. So sometimes people doesn't really understand the, the difference. But on the other way, we are lucky because when people look for rollerblade, especially on Google or social media we should appear first. So that's also another lucky thing, yes. <laughs> exactly. And also exactly. for people who, like, uh, they, they, a lot of people start skating in the 90s, right? Then they stop because, I don't know, for work, uh, for other interests, uh, other sports. And now when they are back, they're still looking to rollerblading, they're still looking for rollerblades. So it's pretty cool to see the attachment of um, of the brand. Yeah, true, definitely. Because like during the 90s, uh, Rollerblade and Roses, they were like the hottest thing ever. Like there was nothing better than that. I remember I wasn't skating back then, but I do remember that like maybe our, like my good friend Joy Egan, who asked also a super good question, can, can, can like tell that. Like during the 90s, like the name Royal Blade, like the team Royal Blade, aggressive wise, was like up there. Like it was like one of the <laughs> one of the highest, and like was the thing that like everybody wanted to to to, to skate for because um, I don't know, maybe the name or like the image, or I mean, it has everything. And especially uh, when they coined the RB logo, like back then it was mm -hmm. like a, this um, oval like logo with the R and B, and like everybody yes. and me as as a kid. Who didn't skate back then, like, at that time, like I heard like many people tell me, oh, I want to buy this uh, Royal Blade chocolate or Royal Blade Swindler or Royal Blade whatever, because back then they were like really on fire. <laughs> yeah, actually, I had the chance to see a lot of um, pictures from the past. Uh, we have a really big arch archive, which is the, the history, not only for Rollerblade, but for for the skating in general. I mean, there are so many information, so many videos and pictures that uh, uh, it's really important to have uh, to keep also um, develop the, not only the skates, but the inline skating movement. True, yeah. So, yeah. This is something really key. Like, this is a key point, I would say. Like, because, like, ironically, I mean, I'm talking right now into the blading world, so, like, that the thing is like appeared to me but like it's crazy because like there are like um, not many brands and not many magazines for example have a proper archive so like what like mm -hmm. you guys are doing and having it's like uh, it's pretty cool because like that you can build up a culture right yes exactly that's uh, that's really important to have because it's it's important to have a history behind every 
every brand or every movement, every sport. And uh, Rollerblade really has uh, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that helps to make better everybody. And about the aggressive team, I actually I uh, saw on Facebook we have a Rollerblade history page where there are really a lot of really yeah. cool pictures about the aggressive team uh, that was uh, i mean the dream of uh, every aggressive skater to be in there it was it's pretty amazing to see those pictures and also in the events to see how many people were there to to watch i mean it's uh, it was really a dream it was crazy like i do have like a, our like a really good friend of mine who skated here in milano his, his name is Simone Storiale. And back then, he just told me that, like, yearly, they were making this competition called the uh, Roller Fest or something like that. And, like, mm -hmm. in, uh, in Milan, uh, to participate to the competition, one, like, a year, there were, like, uh, I don't know, 500 or 400 participants. And the qualification started the Wednesday when, like, by schedule, there was, like, only Saturday qualification and, and Sunday finals. But just because they, like... Uh, received so many like uh, uh, requirement to be on the competition. They've started the, the, the qualification rounds in Wednesday and, and to finish them up on Saturday night and then making the finals on on uh, oh. on, on Sunday. So yeah, back that, then it was crazy. That's impressive. That's really impressive. Yeah. And I'm guessing where all these people went right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but also in the speed, uh, there were the period of the speed marathons in Rome that uh, I don't remember exactly the year, but imagine to do a skating marathon in the center of Rome. I mean, it's uh, something that now it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, and also impossible because how the streets yeah, are right now in Roma, <laughs> full of like poses and stuff. So it could have been pretty hard. So like- Yeah, but George... still, uh, sorry, still back when they do the marathon, there was 80% uh, of the race was on cobblestones. Oh, perfect. So- <laughs> Nothing changed. Oof, no. <laughs> um, so, like, we have like a question from from Joy. He asked it like, uh, "What was the question? Um, something about uh, yeah, what is like as a speed skater to see the other sides of roller skating?" Uh, the you meant the roller uh, freestyle? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's speaking about like free skating and of course aggressive yeah. skating. Yeah, uh, two years ago for me it was almost totally new and uh, what uh, I thought I knew about the other discipline or about the fitness, about the um, urban category was not uh, like uh, near to what actually is and um, uh, now I'm, uh, I'm not saying I'm, I'm leaving my speed uh, love but uh, I really found uh, interest in all other disciplines also because uh, you you met other people, and uh, for each uh, discipline, for freestyle, for aggressive, speed, uh, uh, urban fitness, there are different type of mentality, different type of people. I mean, it's really, really cool to see all of these kind of people unite uh, in, the, in, the role, in the inline skating. So yeah. it's really, really cool. Also, you have the chance to see uh, why, um, like a speed skater, need a four per one ten frame? Why a freestyle skater need a 
480 rocket frame, why an aggressive need uh, two wheels instead of four wheels? I mean, it, there's a really a lot, a lot of things to interesting and uh, to learn about it. True, true, definitely. And I would say that like, uh, it, it could be also pretty cool to see like, it happens all the way around to me. I mean, like I knew that there, there were like other disciplines, but like, to be honest with you, I never really get like the, the I don't know, probably because it was me or whatever, but like I never get like the, the, um, the, the curiosity, you know, to see yes. what was like, you know, speed skating, free skating, urban skating or whatever. I was just like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm gonna do my thing. That's, only That's it. <laughs> exactly. But right now it's pretty cool to see like, um, I'm really curious and I'm really fascinated about the fact that like how, for example, people like uh, um, uh, Lolo Brigida, the girl from Rome, how she's been mm -hmm. practiced, like because she's a proper athlete or like Nicola Torelli, how he skated yes. or Danny Aldridge, which in my opinion is the perfect mix of everything because he's a really good urban skater. He's a, a super good street skater, really good vert skater. So like, um, it, it's pretty cool to see like all of those people and uh, and, like, and learn how like they're they're treating themselves, how they're trained and stuff like that. So yeah, all that it's pretty. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, uh, even myself when I was only speed skating, I didn't care about uh, anything else. But now, I mean, uh, it was a shame because uh, we have so many opportunities, and also for people who race speed skating, they can do downing, they can do urban tricks. I mean, they, it's op it opens a lot of possibility for, uh, for a lot of people. Definitely. Like, uh, I mean, for example, Luca Presti was a speed skater. Now he does some downhill or uh, also, I know a lot of people change their discipline. True, true. Yeah, and this is pretty, pretty cool. Like to have like a mix of, of, of all the things. I was talking with them, them I don't know, I've been talking with so many people with these like blading chats or whatever <laughs> that I completely forget. But like the, mixing the cultures and like mixing like the disciplines and stuff like that could be a cool way to like, you know, make it longer, like our career to make it longer or like make it yes. also the sport growing, right? Because if we are staying in our like small world, we are going to die because like otherwise like there will never be like anybody who get in and stuff like that but like if we are able to to spread and to and to share our knowledge our our discipline and stuff like that could have been could have been like a pretty cool uh, uh thing in my opinion thing. Cool. yes for sure in fact uh i want to tell uh, the first time we met okay. if you remember yeah, of course. <laughs> it okay. was uh, it was in 2017 at the roller games in nanjing, nanjing. And actually, that was my first time seeing an aggressive uh, contest. <laughs> so it was, yeah, so it was totally new. I interviewed you. I did a little video, some picture. It was uh, for me, it was really cool. When I left uh, the the aggressive area, I was in the taxi. I was like, oh, it was so cool, so 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 exciting. I mean, it was uh, amazing. And that. I think what, what the Federation is doing with the roller game is the right step to, yeah, to make uh, everybody of us a big uh, family. Exactly, exactly. And just like, just because you mentioned, I do really believe that like, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm having your same way of thought. Like uh, the Federation, it's like a, a pretty cool thing because it gave to all of us the opportunity, first thing first to travel, second, like to, to share ideas, um, 
uh, knowledge and like uh, like building friendship and stuff like that. And uh, mm-hmm. and and so I, I do really believe that like they're making a really good job. Unfortunately, this year we are not able to do the the, the games, but maybe you know you know next year maybe we'll be better. I don't know. I hope. Yeah, this year was supposed to be the Italian uh, roller games. So maybe next year, maybe next year we we can do it. So like, I want to go back to your like, um, um, to your career as an athlete. Like, uh, like, as a blader, like our like uh, training sheet, it's like, uh, I wouldn't say totally random, but kind of, I mean, like we just go to the skate park and we do tricks. Doesn't matter like if you're doing the hardest or the easiest, like, we are like skating together. We see like a trick in the video and we try it. We never like, mm-hmm. we're not gonna make it. Okay, next time, whatever. We never get like a proper, only right now, uh, a very few um, bladers are starting to to take it seriously as like an athlete. There's like a couple of names I can tell you, which the, the, Nils Janssons or like there was Brian Aragon who like, they were like really focused on like the, the, the improvement on their self as like an athlete level. But like, uh, I, I mean, like, what about you? Like, what was your, your like, um, uh, routine as an athlete? Well, my routine was, uh, I was, I was uh, a professional speed skater. So I was uh, only skating. And uh, yeah, the difference, uh, little, uh, the difference between uh, like the speed skating uh, to like the aggressive, uh, yes, it's the culture. And I think if the aggressive skaters, uh, uh, let me say, learn how to train properly, that would be a big difference because they can get better in the strength, uh, in the uh, in the resistance, and in uh, in the resilience, uh, in a lot of things that you can uh, improve. My routine was, uh, I mean, was uh, skating, was doing weights was uh, riding a bike, do athletic. So these four stuff I do every week, like uh, skating uh, every day in the morning uh, and then uh, in the afternoon skating again or doing weights or doing bike rides. I mean, I was training six days a week. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was uh, like uh, two, three hours in the morning. Uh, three hours, two, three hours in the afternoon. So yeah, it was a professional. So especially in speed, yeah, especially in speed skating, when you race uh, with the people from Colombia or Korea, they they are really, really professional because uh, they gain a lot of money and uh, they, they are like their job. So if you compete with people who train uh, three times, four times a day, and you have to be prepared. And nowadays, I think it's also, it's even harder. If you want to be in the top, you have to train uh, really, really, really hard. As a proper athlete, actually. Yes, like, uh, like uh, I don't know, like people who go to the Olympics, it's, uh, it's the same. Like a footballer, like, uh, yeah, like a normal professional athlete, gaining less money than, uh, than yeah. other. But, the, yeah, but the effort uh, is the same. Definitely. So, like, were you just because like all the amount of hours you were training, like, were you get paid by like the association, by sponsor, or something like that, or I mean, like, did you have like a salary? Uh, when I was um, professional in the last year, I was with Powerslide brand. Yeah. 
So they were providing me with a little salary and uh, all the stuff uh, I need for, for training. Okay, yeah, perfect. It's crazy because like, um, it has to be also like, it's not only like a strength of the body, it's also like a strength mentally, isn't it? Oh, yes, especially in the last year, the problem for me was uh, was mentally because I was uh, I was really tired. Mm -hmm. I could train a lot, a lot, a lot, but what make uh, make me think maybe okay, I have to stop. Uh, it was the mental fact because in the race I was uh, suffering. Mm -hmm. Say like I can say like this, uh, so I'm pretty a lot of the pressure, and uh, it was not funny anymore. You know, it was okay. more uh, okay. I have to do the race. I mean, like, <laughs> the same thing happened to many uh, legendary bladers that we have in our world. Like, I can name you like a bunch, Brian Aragon or Brian Shimo, like all of those names, all those people, Mike Murda Johnson, just because of the pressure that they have, because like uh, constantly the, the, the brand asked them not to make like, of course, like to success in competition, but also to make those things that we call it a, a video skate park, because like, Yearly, mm -hmm. like the brands, they were making like uh, uh, brand videos and uh, they consisted in like a uh, um, 50 minute, 40 minute video within like five minute part for every blader. And like video after video, your level got to be from here to here to here. And so like after like all the time that the pressure you put on yourself to doing better and better, mm -hmm. and then you get hurt because you fell down or something like that. So I do really believe that like mentally, it should be like a, like a really pain in the ass, right? <laughs> yes, and it's important to have the right environment around you. I was lucky with my coaches, with uh, with my teammates. It's really they really it really helps to keep going during the during the years. Nobody do it, can do it uh, by by himself. I mean, you have to have people around you who can help you to survive. Which is like. What happened to our world right now? I mean, like many babies stop skating because they find themselves that's like maybe they start with like a little groups, but then like you know for some reason someone stop that one like goes under to do whatever, and so yeah, just like you were saying, if there's like no environment around you, it's pretty hard to continue to success, to, yes. to excel, to do to do better, to just to get the motivation to do it. Yeah, right? com community is the key. Yeah, someone says. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And like, but uh, let me know that uh, the aggressive movement uh, in the last year maybe gets a little hike. I mean, I mean uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, like, it's crazy because like um, many people from, I mean, like from what I've seen here in Milano, many people and in Italy in general, many people from back in the day, from like the mid two thousand or like from mid nineties, they're coming back. Uh, just because I don't know, uh, they refound the joy of skating and refound like uh, um, I don't know that little something that like when they were young, mm -hmm. uh, they like uh, uh, felt the, I don't know something back on like watching somebody skating or like some 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 of their friends skating. It happens to me because I see like I, I receiving texts um, text messages from my friends. And they're telling me, hey, Jason, I want to go back skating. Uh, let's see us in Idroscala, which is like the, the hometown yeah. skate park that we, are, we have near Milan. And then also because there's like a, a, a lot of us that like are starting to make in blading schools. And so yeah. 
like we are starting teaching kids, like starting to making like uh, events and stuff like that. And so like here in Italy, in my opinion, it's slowly yeah, getting like the curve, it's like little getting higher. And like I'm, I'm hoping that like, we're able to, to keep the trend goes up. As well as like there, I do believe that like there's many people are fascinated by uh, the urban skating. And then like through the urban skating, they see just like what happened to you, that like skating into a skate park could be as fun as urban skating or like the, you can get more adrenaline than urban skating. I don't know. I mean, those are- <laughs> Yes, for sure. <laughs> for sure the schools are the, the blading school, the speed school, the, are the key point of the, of everything. If you don't have kids, you're not going anywhere. I mean, we need to involve uh, kids from uh, schools, uh, from elementary school. Uh, do in fact, what we do with rollerblade in the last two years is uh, um, making having a lot of events where uh, actually we we don't sell skates. We, we go there to make them skates. So to make them uh, the feel feel the feeling of the skating. Uh, uh, make them fun, uh, make them laugh, uh, give some gadgets, just to make, just to involve more kids in the movement. And uh, of course, uh, it's incredible how the kids, if they see a skate, they're like smiling and having fun uh, right away. It's uh, it's something that they don't. I don't think they feel uh, with other normal sport. I mean, they see a skate and they just laugh and uh, they yeah. they're happy. Definitely, definitely. And it's something that like uh, uh, happened as well here in Milano. I'm like, I, w- I wouldn't say like uh, uh, three or four times, but like two times per year, I'm making like those events uh, for yes. like, you know, teaching to the to the kids how to skate, showing them what skating looks like and like borrowing them like skates that we have. Just because like you, like you are seeing, like when you see those kids smiling and like when you see them like dropping their first ramp or like learning how to turn and stuff like that with with a smile in their face, it's something pretty pretty cool, right? Yes, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's really important to make the connection between all these events with the skating school so you don't lose that momentum that you have. You have the kid and you have already the teacher of the of the skating school and you can make uh, the connection right away and that is really important because uh, if you just tell them okay you can go to that school they don't go you have to make the connection uh, right away true true and, and like it happens here because i'm here like where i'm living which is like a small city uh, pretty close to, to downtown milano i'm teaching to eight kids and it's crazy how like uh, right now it's not their parents tell them to go to the lessons. It's the kids asking to the parents, hey, mom, bring me to the lesson because I want to go skate. And it's something that like, uh, yeah, I mean, the joyful that those kids have, like having fun uh, uh, while they're skating, it's something priceless. And like we, just like you were saying, must be able to, you know, provide to keep the, the, the flame burn and stuff like that. Yes, for sure, for sure. Just like our my, my good friend from New York, Ray, he runs this, this school with like a, a bunch of of his friends called Gold Sport USA, and they're like making like an amazing job in in the whole New York area, going to the, the school, teaching skating inside the schools from the Bronx to 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 Manhattan. So yeah, I mean it's um, something that we must do 
as a yeah. as a like a, or already like a. Um, Do you role. teach in schools, like I, elementary school? I actually uh, just because one of those two events is a charity event uh, on the city where I live, and um, like most of the kids are and the skate park where I'm skating, where I'm teaching skating to the kids, it's pretty close to a school. I'm not skating directly inside of the school, but like, yeah, after the school, the, like those eight kids are coming to the to the skate lessons right after the school. Mm -hmm. I do uh, had like the opportunity uh, to talk with the teacher uh, earlier last year in December to uh, teach to the kids in high school. But then like, okay. you know, all of those, like we were supposed to, to speak about it right now in, in, uh, in uh, mid-February, like early, uh, early March. But then within all then, of those uh, Corona thing, uh, we were going to see like maybe in September, like uh, it would be great to to, to, to to like organize something, to provide something, because I do really believe that, like if I'm able to, to get into the elementary or like to the high school, it would be great to, to, to bring some, some kids. Yeah, the for sure. For sure it helps. Yeah, definitely. And um, so Erika, with that being said, like... Uh, after all of this uh, Corona thing happened, what what is going to be your very first thing you're gonna do? <laughs> when the for sure going our track and just skate fast. <laughs> that was I miss that what I'm missing skate fast because yeah. uh, here I can just skate around, <laughs> but not really going fast. So it's pretty upset for that. Yeah. But uh, for sure I can wait to go back um, to the. To the Javera Technica Group uh, um, uh, work because now we are working, you know, smart working, yeah. and uh, and that's it. I mean, uh, we we would like to have some events soon again, but I think uh, it's going to be a little difficult. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the COVID was not um, just. Uh, uh, it did affect the skating, uh, the events, uh, and everything, but uh, especially in some countries, it's like uh, Holland or Germany or in the US, the, I can tell you that the sales were increased incredible. There were, uh, yeah, because the people, like the people from the 90s who have now kids, they see skating as an opportunity to go out because in Holland, Germany, US, you can still go out and do your activity. So they see skating as a way to do it because you can do social distancing and you can stay fit with, with, with having fun on, on skates. So also in Italy, it, there were, I get a lot of requests about asking how to train at home with your skates on. And I'm finding myself enjoying this new thing, like roller fitness or stuff like that to just stay in shape. So that's the COVID was not only all bad. It makes it make me discover some new way to train and practice. Perfect. So let, let's like uh, let's keep those gym clothes for a little more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's <laughs> just keep. Couple of months. <laughs> exactly. Just keep. Exactly. So Erika, with that being said, I do really would like to thank you for your time. It has been like a, a pleasure. And I'm, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to see you in maybe one of those Rollerblade events, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I hope uh, we can meet uh, soon. And I hope to see you skating on some Rollerblade skate anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
<laughs> so, Erika, um, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to seeing you soon, you. okay? Okay. Ciao, Jason. Ciao. Ciao, Erika. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Thanks for listening to Blading Chats.